Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Winchester Radio. Tonight's uh, episode we're going to be talking about is um, Shut Up, Dr. Phil. Um, first of all, I want to give out our call number. If you want to call in and uh, have a question, just talk with us, whatever, give us a call. The number is 347-205-9801. Tonight, you just got me and Vinny. Clarity is off in Chicago partying with all the supernatural souls at the convention. So it's just me and Vinny tonight to talk with, so give us a call. Have a chat with us. No, Vinny. Hey. <laughs> I think for you and me and a lot of people, the biggest part of point of this episode was the reunion of Spike and Cordelia. Did anything else happen in the episode? I, I, I think Sam Bean might have been in it. I, I, I think I remember them. Oh well, that was nice them to cameo for the Spike and Cordy show. That's true. That's true. Uh, seriously, how? Oh, I'm again. It's so awesome seeing them, and uh, yeah, they may have, may have gotten a little older, but boy, they are still both so gorgeous. Well, and they're both, you know, they're not really aging. They just look amazing. It's ridiculous. Mhm. I'm so jealous of of Charisma's hair. She has always had the most gorgeous hair. She does. The government definitely did not give her bad hair this time. <laughs> So, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start talking about the episode? Uh, let's see. Well, how do we feel about the witch thing? Ah, uh, reoccurring thing that Bean is not a witch fan. So it's right, and we don't usually get a whole lot of repeat uh, antagonists. So for them to bring in witches again, clearly very old witches. They mentioned the Renaissance, they're at least as old as that. And apparently um, Christmas character Maggie had slept with Christopher Columbus. (laughs) (laughs) He could have fallen off the edge of the world. She had to throw him one. (laughs) I mean, I thought that was really nice of her personally, but... It was. Um, what I thought was interesting, especially with the way the season is going, is, you know, they're clearly not human anymore, given how old they are, and yet they were allowed to live. Mm-hmm. And somebody tweeted, maybe it was SuperWiki, I don't remember, somebody tweeted today that apparently that Sam and Dean have never actually killed a witch. No, they haven't. Mm-mm. All only witches that have died have been like witch on witch violence, you know, no actual killings from Sam and Dean. So I thought that was really interesting, considering especially how much Dean really hates witches. And I don't know, like, do they consider like despite everything as a witch human to them still? Mhm. That's a good question too. And if that's how they circumvent it, 
because it's, you know, clearly they've killed and they will kill again when their tempers arise. And that's exactly what Dean told Amy why he was, why he had to take her out. Right. So, you know, that gray area is even grayer. Right. You know, since we know for a fact that, you know, like you said, he killed Amy because he knows she would kill again. And like you said, you know that the witches are going to do something. But I am very, very glad that they, they did live because, that's, I mean, I want I would love to have them back on the show. I really, really like their characters. Yeah, and I like the fact that they can't, they, it's open to them being able to reoccur for us. Mm-hmm. And to even help because... Um, Don Stark was able to incapacitate the Leviathan. Right. That was huge, I thought, because they've not well, found anything that will stop a Leviathan. So I thought that was really huge. And even though it was temporary, it was still... It's better than, yeah, it's better than nothing that they've had before. Um, and I am interested to find out what they're going to do with how are they going to contain him once he wakes up? Yeah, what were they, what are they going to do with him? I know, you know, Don Stark told him, you know, go drop him into a bottomless pit, but you know, there's not really a lot of those, you know, <laughs> around to find. No, so, they seem to have you know, a I wonder if that'll be, you know, if they'll bring that up in the next episode what they did with him. Um. And I thought it was interesting. I know there's not any, not enough room in the trunk to actually put him there, but I thought it was interesting that they put the guy in the back seat. Yeah, because if they get pulled over, well, I guess they could just say he was drunk, but kind of awkward. <laughs> he was, like, tied up and everything. So. <laughs> like, uh, he's an angry drunk. We have to keep him on a short leash. Right. <laughs> uh, starting with the first scene... Uh, one of the things I liked about this episode, and it'll come into the, what I was about to say, is there were some really, really grotesque deaths. And uh, the hair dryer, for one, I, oh, probably, yeah. I probably enjoyed that more than I should have, but I really enjoyed it. Um, it was really cool to see. Uh I'm not entirely sure how nobody heard her scream or smelled her hair burning. (laughs) The music there there wasn't that loud, so, yeah. And, you know, even if you can't hear her, burning hair, there there is nothing like burning hair. And I would assume cooking human flesh has its own... Smell to it as well. I, I kept wondering why she didn't just get out of the chair. Well, it seemed like maybe it wasn't letting her, like it was sucking her yeah. back up, kind of. Before the before the podcast, I made Russ watch that scene. I was like, why doesn't she just get out of the chair? And he said, it looks like it's sucking her up. So I guess you're right. Yeah, it looked like because you could see like her feet would kind of dangle a little bit, and then they would like lift. And she couldn't mm-hmm. pull it up because it was burning her. So she was pretty.
pretty stuck. Uh, and that was, I wouldn't have hated a, a front view of how she looked, but I do like, you know, it's always scarier. Like like they say, it's always scarier when you can't see something. And right. Right. I do like that the show is maintaining that that philosophy. Uh, and then there's the guy with the nail gun. That was pretty creepy. Oh, I loved that. I don't know what that says about me, but I loved that. <laughs> uh, I thought that was... Because it reminded me of... I don't know how many people out there watch... And this is going to be such a faux pas to say. Watch CSI Miami. But there is an episode of CSI Miami where uh, the victim was killed with a nail gun. It reminded me a lot of that, but in a completely grotesque, disturbing way, and I loved it. Oh, and I liked that he was nailed to the wall, and then, like, he had to suffer. Not that he deserved it, but I liked it. It was, it was that has to be, I think, one of the most painful-looking deaths that they've had on the, epi- on the show. It was oh. pretty, pretty bad. Most definitely. And oh, I I have to say though I um, the Jenny Klein character and um, with her, with her hearts in the cupcakes when she was freaking out on the couch about hearts in my cupcakes hearts in my cupcakes <laughs> I was like oh my god if that's gonna be like my new screen name <laughs> you know? hearts, hearts in my cupcakes. I love that. <laughs> uh, and she played that line really well where it could have been completely over the top, and it could have come out really awkward. And instead, mm-hmm. she played it to where you you could feel the trauma for her. Yeah, it was very it was very realistic. It, I, I really liked it. Well, you know, you even have you even have been saying like, "Should I hit her?" And Sam doesn't tell him no. He's like, "Just give it a sec. Hold on." <laughs> <laughs> That actress, I believe, is Cindy Busby. She's on Twitter, and she she's really good. I I, I like her. Her isn't. I think her Twitter is Cindy underscore Busby. I think so. Yeah. So, so give her a follow. She was really really good. Um. But and again, keeping with the gross theme, I loved the the heart and the cupcake when she bit into it. I thought it was. Such so creepy growth to begin with, but also really well done as far as visual effects. Yeah, yep. So. I got to give it up to the prop people for that one. They that was real because those cupcakes look so good, and then oh my god! And they looked like I don't ever want to eat those in my life. I, if I was a lesser person, it would ruin cupcakes for me. But nothing will ruin cupcakes for me. So. <laughs> Uh, I will carry on. Um, I do, I think we do have to, since the show is getting pretty heavy with addressing it, I we should address it of Bean's drinking. Apparently he's drinking to the point where he's not even going to bed. He's passing out. Real quick before we move on, um, Jim Michaels just sent us a message and said that the last shot of the nail gun scene 
had to be cut as it was too graphic for television. Ah, the last two shots were his eyes getting nailed in them. Actually, apparently show or sh- showed the knife, the nails actually going into his eyes. Oh my god! I I personally would have liked to see that. Um, Jen, if you're listening, if you'd like to call in and talk some more, give us a call three four seven two zero five nine eight zero one. We'd love to love to hear from you. But yeah, Dean's drinking. Um, because you see that he's, you know, he's having the the nightmare kind of dreams. And on top of that, when he wakes up, the first thing he reaches for is the beer bottle, which is empty. Yep, yep. And um I think that's very interesting to to see. And oh, this is something I thought of while watching the episode and I don't know how many I don't know how people took this because I did I did kind of have to take a minute. You everybody has their own idea of how the backstory of the Winchesters was, uh, which is why we have such strong feelings on both sides about John Winchester. But you always kind of get the idea that the there was some kind of training that the boys kept up with, you know, things like that. And it seems that there is no training. They don't really work out because Dean is so taken aback by how healthy Sam is being. Mm-hmm, right. And I find that kind of interesting where, mm-hmm. where Dean's just like, you're sweaty, you're gross, you're active, and this is, I don't like this. And it doesn't seem to be just a you're so chipper, it seems to be like he wants nothing to do with that kind of lifestyle. And I I found that kind of interesting because they are such good hunters and they are so strong that it does seem that they don't actually take any of their off time to train, though. Yeah, and, you know, from everything that, you know, we've always, I don't know if it's just fans have thought, you know, if that's just become our backstory for the show, but, you know, fans always thought of when they were, you know, when they were kids, John working them and making them practice and train and everything, and, like, we know that um, Sam couldn't play soccer because he had to learn how to bow hunt, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it is interesting about that. Yeah, definitely. We've always thought that you know, they were constantly, you know, working and training and exercising and but obviously it's very much not the case and yet we know that Dean is beyond capable. Mhm, right. So I found that interesting. I also it was really weird to see that degree of creature comfort for Sam, like He's got his iPod with the arm strap. He's got Gatorade stocked up. Where you see, you know, Sam orders the salad, Sam's a little healthier, Sam's a little more conscious. But to actually see him fairly normal as far as a lifestyle was really weird. It really was. And, 
thinking of that scene, you can't help but think of the one that they that Jared tweeted with all the stretching. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I really liked how it was the difference between the two scenes of you know the the outtake scene and that scene how they were basically the same, just a little different, you know. Mhm. But in both of them. Yeah, but in both of them, like you, you know, like you were saying, Sam was the most normal since mm-hmm. since probably first season when he was in college. Exactly. In the very first episode. And um, I also thought it was interesting that Dean does kind of second guess that that glass of whiskey just for a moment. After Sam walks off, yeah. There was yeah, and you know we've talked about it in every episode basically this season. It for each podcast we talked about how Dean's drinking. They keep pointing it out more and more, even though it's been going on you know for years on the show. And with Sam actually trying to get him to talk about it in this episode, and Dean's there and. Dean's now carrying around a flask, although I'm pretty sure, haven't we seen Dean with a flask before? I was trying to remember that, and it didn't seem so out of place, but we've never seen him drink from a flask while they're actually We're on a job. Hunt. I think, was it the last time? Was, oh, no. I might be, I don't, never mind. I'm confusing him with Spike, actually. I was like, no, he was in the car. Wrong show, wrong character. Never mind. No. <laughs> I have a little I have a little fandom blur right now going on. But I'm pretty sure there has been a time when he's had a flask. So you know, in you know in Devil's Um uh, yes, TFW um tweeted that they hear buzzing on the podcast, they think someone's trying to call. That's just my phone. <laughs> Whenever uh, I get text messages and things, that's my phone making a sound. I'm sorry if that bothers anybody. That's just my phone. Uh, um, talking about flask, I know in season one, Devil's Trap, you know, Bobby, um, first time we see Bobby, he has a flask and he gives with holy water that he gives to Dean and then he drinks out of one. And, you know, he says, you know, um, that one's holy water, this one's whiskey, you know. But I mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure, you know, we've seen flasks more than that. I see. Okay, yeah, Amanda says in House of the Holy, he offers it to Sam. I knew we'd seen it before. Ah, oh, that's right, yep. Uh And the way Dean goes straight to the liquor store in this one, you know, and it's just yeah, I'm I'm really starting to worry about his his drinking. Okay, we have a call. We have a caller, so I'm gonna go ahead and let them on. Hi, thank you for calling. This is Winchester Radio. May I have your name? Caller, are you there? Hello. Hello? Oh. 
they can hear us or not. If you can hear us, I'm going to let you go. If you want to talk, call back, okay? Thanks. Okay, whoever it was, I hope they call back. Okay. So where were we? Dean's drinking. Um, it's excessive. <laughs> I will say that. Um, my my thing with, and I, it's just one of those reality kind of things, is I always wonder whenever you see, like, an alcoholic uh, character who has to do something as strenuous as Dean does by hunting, I always feel like, mm-hmm. doesn't his head hurt? Isn't he hungover? Like, doesn't he feel right. gross? Unless, you know, he's that far along, you know. Oh, the caller's called back. Let's see if they can hear us this time. Hey there. Hello? Hey. Hey, it's Jill. Hi, Jill. How are ya? So, I haven't called since last season, so hello, everybody. Happy seventh season. But um, you, you're talking about Dean's drinking, and I was, like, I was trying to think back. You guys were trying to think back about the flask. And I'm thinking we saw it right after he came back from hell. That, oh. is, that is a really good possibility. Yeah, I just don't remember what episode, but I just remember... I know it wasn't. I can't remember, but I know we've seen it before. But I think you guys are definitely right with the we have not seen him ever drink during a case. In fact, he yells at Sam during playthings way long time ago. Hey, we don't drink during cases. Mm-hmm. Right, that's right. So it's getting a little bit scary with that, and totally seeing two the total difference, they're coming together as brothers, but yet they're falling apart as individuals. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. So they've been, like, kind of trying to get back together for so long in a brotherly way, and they're finally getting there, but now they're so off the track with everything else. It's kind of like, can we just get them in a good place? But... That's never going to happen, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> but I, don't, I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't hear the first part of the um, broadcast, but one thing that was kind of bugging me was they were talking about um, around the house, all the dead, you know, plants and things like that, and they said, when did we ever see that before? And then he mentioned something, but he did not mention children's the ap- I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No, he. They did not mention way back. I think it was might have been season two, maybe. Um, you shouldn't play with dead things. Yeah, the one where the episode with Mary's grave and all that. Right, and I was like. He's like, when did we see this last? When have we seen this before? And I'm like, we saw it when you're not even going there. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of understand Dean throwing out a different reference, but Sam being oblivious to it happening, I was like, you, really? Yeah. 
I'm sure they've seen it more than once, but. Yeah, but for some reason that just stuck out in my head. I don't know why, but kind of really stuck out. And then I know this kind of goes off of, it's not this specific episode, but has anybody thought that possibly Bobby's not Bobby? I've seen some speculation about that. Um, Going from the first episode of the season, there were some parallels that people were drawing between, like, a look that he gave Castiel before Castiel walked off into the water and a couple of other little signals that people were exploring that maybe he was more... Yeah, I I don't even... I, I almost think that it happened when... Oh, I'll meet you at home, and then the house was blown up, and then all of a sudden he's there, and all of a sudden they have all of their all of the um, guys' information. They have oh their. God, you're, you're totally freaking me out now. I hadn't even thought of that, and now I'm all worried. <laughs> now I'm really worried, and like I'm like sitting here thinking, I get why they have it now. But how did they have it then? How did they have the credit card information? The only person who would have all that information would be Bobby. Mm-hmm. So it kind of freaks me out a little bit. Well, I know I with the credit card, it got flagged because of the use that Sam did when he went to the convenience store. But aside from that, I've seen I've seen a couple of of different write-ups where people have noted that it's a possibility that Bobby is not Bobby. There, I even saw one, and I wish I would have paid attention to who, and if you're listening, let me know, and I will fully credit you with this, um, that there was that actually Bobby King control of everything. It's just they're talking about all their all their bridges are burned and that they won't have what they're used to having, and it's just who are they most used to having with their help was Bobby. And then that weird conversation that he had on the phone with him, you know, this episode, I just, I'm getting concerned that, like, nobody's who they say they are. <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh, when um, Dean was doing his last name? I'm sorry. I, um, when you talk about when Dean's like when he was talking about Dean Winchester, are you talking about that one? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could have just been funny, and of course, Bobby being Bobby on the other line. But I think it would have been really cool if we had a visual of that, because then we would have had an insight onto what was going on. But I don't know. It just seems like everywhere they turn, somebody is not who they are. And who else is hoping that James and Charisma are going to be back? <laughs> that that left them yeah. so wide open. Definitely. I'm like, I I tweeted Charisma, and I was like, please come back, <laughs> because that would be cool. <laughs> but I don't know. I wonder what episode they're going to talk have you guys heard anything? And I'm not a spoiler person, I but I haven't heard anything. To be honest, no one. There's been no speculation that I've personally seen. 
wouldn't hate it. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, just tell him. I feel like we're so, sort of going back to the secrecy from season four in a weird way. I mean, definitely they're in a better place than they were back then, obviously, but it's almost like Dean's jealous of him because you can put all, you're having all these things happening from when you came back from hell, and I couldn't deal with it, so you must be the stronger brother. I don't know. Maybe that's why he's drinking. Who knows? The information seems to be coming out really fast, so, you know, so I can totally see, you know, see the, you know, Dean, the guilt getting to Dean to where he just has to let it out. And he just has to tell Sam. I could totally see that happening sooner than later. Yeah, I think it's going to happen before hiatus. I do. I think that, and I also think that this whole thing that Sam is going through, this whole, you know, exercise thing and the iPod and all that kind of stuff, I think it's going to, I, I think he's going to break. I, I, I think. Yeah, I do think it's kind of a faux coping mechanism that he's, doing um, instead of really adapting or adjusting I think he's kind of covering oh yeah because he doesn't want to worry Dean any more than he's worried yeah. I mean and I he said that enough. I wonder how much of him wanting to talk to Dean you know and get you know get Dean to talk is also about him wanting to talk too but feeling like maybe he can't talk to Dean if he's not going to give him anything back. Yeah. As, this is what's wrong with me, not what's wrong with you. If it's just going to be what's wrong with Sam, maybe Sam, you know, he already knows that Dean takes everything on himself, that every, he feels everything is his fault. He doesn't want to lay that on Dean without Which Dean we, saying, you know, Yeah. Which we kind of heard at the end of the episode. I mean, I, I really didn't know that the unemployment rate was because of Dean Winchester, but now that I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm devastated to know that the unemployment rate is all the fault of a man who's never had employment. <laughs> That's very true. I know if construction work in season six with Lisa, we don't even know that that was on the books. So That's true. <laughs> That's impressive, Dean Winchester. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know. So you gotta, you got to admire not only that level of of guilt, but that's quite the ego, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like he reads the paper more than we think. <laughs> he has been very big with the pop culture and current event references. Yes, he this, has. Just from a man who did not know what MySpace was. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's had a lot of time, but I think this season is knocking out of the park. I, it's not been one episode where I've been like, huh. So, I mean, they just started, uh, every single one of them has made sense. Everything has been a story arc. We haven't had, of course, the one-offs yet, and I'm sure that's going to happen the second part of the season. But Yep, completely agree with you. The season is really, really rocking. Yeah, I I was like, this goes to show that a show seven years old can do this. And 
you know, keep us guessing and really guessing. You know, it's not uh, one of those shows that you're sitting there go, oh, it's going to be like this or it's going to do that. This one is definitely what's going on. You know, seven years later, you still have the fans, at you know, sitting at the edge of their couch going, wait a minute. And that's why I've given up spoilers. <laughs> or at least I've tried to. <laughs> I've read a article or two. I couldn't help it. season definitely is opening up a lot of different avenues on how things can how things could go yeah and I think you know barring anything I think we are going to see another season and I think that you know I think that they have so many avenues to go down like you said and they keep doing it so if the guys are willing, I'm sure that they're going to do another season. At least that's what seems to be what's going around. I mean, it's too early, but I'd be sad. (laughs) Well, Jill, thank you very, very much for calling. You brought up some great points. You've scared the crap out of me with the Bobby thing. and <laughs> No problem. That's what I do. But thanks. Uh, have a great night. And uh, talk to you guys soon. Thanks for calling. Bye. Thanks for calling. Bye. There was another caller on hold for a little while. Um, if you want to call back, give us a call. They hung up before we could get to them. So, but, yeah, I totally had not thought of the Bobby thing, and now it's like that totally makes sense. I could totally see them doing that. I don't like that. Yeah, I've seen it around on a couple of um, discussion boards and such, and I thought it was an interesting thought. There's um, there's some points where the, the theory conflicts and it doesn't really work, Uh depending on how far back you want to place him as being not Bobby anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't... You have to wonder, like, is he just... If he, if he is, if, if, if. If he is a Leviathan, it, he has the easiest access to Winchester to just take them out. He wouldn't have mm-hmm. to send this lackey to do his dirty work for him. But then, of course, it is television, so you do need a big bad. And right now, visually, we don't really have a big bad. We have a Leviathan that can, you know, we have a Leviathan who can be anybody and are unkillable, but we don't have an identifiable big bad. Right. We had this guy in this episode that, you know, we saw him in the... um, episode of The Girl Next Door, and so he was kind of recurring, but now we know, you know, that they're going to be dumping him, so they'll pro- that guy, I, I I would think that Leviathan will move on to a different body, I would think. I would imagine. Which, speaking of, I thought that scene with him just driving down the road, Leviathan, was just so weird to me. I was like, I know we got to see, you know, it takes time for him. You know, we've seen he's going from one town to another. Um, Jill, 
I recognize you now from Twitter. She just tweeted to us. I did not know that was you. Thanks for calling. I see you on Twitter all the time. Um, anyways, <laughs> I, I get easily distracted. Ooh, shiny. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the scene where the Leviathan guy is, running, is driving down the road, I was like, I wonder if they put that in, if, like the episode was short or something, and they put that in, because I just thought that was just weird. There was nothing happened in the scene, just him driving. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder if that Barbie. body is still in the back of his trunk, though. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, did he? And they just abandoned that vehicle. When when the Leviathans eat a body, how much do they eat? It seems that they do eat to kill. So I wonder if there's anything. Yeah, would there be, would he eat everything or would there be something left? It seems to be more of just like an organ fluid draining kind of thing. Yeah. Like we saw in episode with uh, Sheriff Mills when she was in the hospital, um, she saw her doctor eating a liver. Uh Uh-huh. Um, going back to this episode, um, one of the, and this is a little more lighthearted, one of the things I really enjoyed was Sam's alias being uh, Agent Sambora. Yeah. I did get a kick yeah. out of that. And but, I think the only time that I remember him using that alias before was in um, Born Under a Bad Sign in Season 2, when yeah. Dean comes to the motel and he says, um, that, you know, he says, don't know what is weird or, you know, you're using, checking under the name Richie Sambora. Well, and that's one of the things I thought was kind of interesting about them using that. One, that that's the only other time they've used uh, Sambora was when Sam wasn't Sam. But also, if I were to meet an Agent Sambora, I'd at least do a double take, and this woman did not. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's never heard of her. Yeah, I did wouldn't not. know. She's you know, are you related to Richie? Oh. I would have liked to have seen I wonder if it was shot and cut for time, or if it was just never intended to be seen with the the first victim boiling in the hot tub. Yeah, yeah. That would have been pretty gross. Yeah. But I don't know if it was never shot and never intended to be seen or if it was cut for for time. Uh, I'll have to tweet that to Jim Michaels, see if maybe he knows. Right. But you to say it's awesome having Jim Jim on Twitter. He he's been tweeting during the episodes. And I think it's really cool. So Jim, thank you for coming on Twitter. You're very you you rock. Indeed, I do enjoy the tidbit. He did mention um, during Friday night's Twitter that James um, Marsters had paid to have one of those bus of him um, flown to his house. I thought that was really cool. Mm. 
Okay, so while we've been talking, Guy B tweeted a picture, another picture of Jared from watching the show. And Jared just now tweeted a picture. About I was trying to figure out what he's saying. What is he talking about, Norma? <laughs> it's a ginormous um, statue of Marilyn Monroe. And, you know, her oh, name her, Norma having a great time, so it looks like the guys are, too. I'm glad. Chicago's a really nice city. Uh, The cab drivers are a little scary, but uh, the city itself, A+. (laughs) Um, Great. I'd love to hear what he says. And um, 
he doesn't have a personal Twitter, but he does have one, like a, a fan-run Twitter that keeps up with him and um, is legitimate. And I'm not sure if it's run by somebody in his camp or not because it's pretty up-to-date as far as, like, what he's doing and what's going on. So we'll have to check that out and see if that has any updates. What I found interesting, too, was that uh, Maggie knows what hunters are. Yeah, yeah. And whether or not Don, I guess he was just trusting that they weren't. He didn't yeah, seem he just, to. Yeah, he believed that they were FBI agents. And she knew, well, because her her altar had been altered with. Um, so she knew, but, you know, they, he actually doesn't show that much concern for her being, and I'm assuming it's because she can take such good care of herself, clearly. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, I thought it was interesting that the the person that seemed to be her really good friend, you know, she gets her head cut off and she's just like more pissed about it, not upset about losing her friend. But then, you know, if you've lived as long as she has, you know, you probably have lost a lot of friends in that time. So. Well, she also kind of made it seem like, it, yeah, it was her friend, but she even seemed very cold to her before she died. Like, you know, she puts her hand on her shoulder to congratulate her and tell her how well she's doing and she's like, oh yeah, that reminds me, finger sandwiches. Ah, uh, that's true, that's true. So she's really very much only about herself and Dawn anyway. Even her speech is very self-centered considering it's for charity. Mm-hmm. And it's I was wondering, those things. The paintings, I was wondering, were they supposed to be paintings that she has painted? Or, you know, I, I was confused on that one. I wasn't sure either. Um, I don't think so, because she's... Oh, but they are all very much in the same style. Mm-hmm. But it's... Somebody, somebody just tweeted to us that um, JM underscore live... Um, that website is run by James Marster's manager. Okay, I wasn't sure. Thank you. I didn't want to say it wasn't, you know, be running around lying to people. <laughs> but thank you for thank you for the clarification because I was that was really bugging me that I wasn't sure. Um. And according to their Twitter, if you are at the Mid uh, Mid uh, Midwest Con, they still have tickets available for that event. Oh, if I was in Ohio, I would be there. <laughs> yeah, so tickets are still available if you're in the area or you're already there. So 
yeah, there was a a lot of good stuff in this. Uh-huh. I do, um, again, on a more comical for the show note, Dean still doesn't get to eat his pie. Oh, he just cannot get his pie. Um, all he wants, all he wants is pie. Sam never brings him pie. When he does get it, he doesn't get to eat it. It's heartbreaking. But I loved <laughs> because you know the average person is going to cut themselves a slice of pie. Not <laughs> being Winchester, <laughs> he's going to pull up an entire pie and grab a fork. And I really, I really do find that immensely endearing. Oh, Dean. Um, and leave it to Sam to be the little brother that plops chicken feet next to him. <laughs> and apparently, stinky chicken feet. Unrefrigerated chicken feet. Very nice. Oh. So. Yeah, pretty darn gross. Really, been truly. Uh, oh, one I, one little piece of continuity that I liked uh, picked up when uh, I was watching it before the podcast. Um, when Dean calls Bobby to get all the ingredients for the spell to try and take out Maggie, um, huh. it pulls out uh, something out of the. It looks like a green like takeout menu or something out of the glove compartment. Oh, yeah. And they they write on that. And then in that scene where um, Sam comes in with the chicken feet, he's holding that same green takeout menu or whatever as he's, you know, with all the ingredients. I thought that was a little neat little piece of continuity. Yeah, that's well done. Um, I did, speaking of Dean calling Bobby, I love the moment of Bobby's with Dean. Winchester. I like the idea of Bobby messing with them like that. Yes, me too. I'm really hoping that Bobby is Bobby because if he's not, then that makes that that moment a little less amusing and kind of tragic. Very much the chicken feet. I do also like that as much as gore and grossness as they come across. The smelly chicken feet bother them. Bother both of them. <laughs> They're precious, aren't they? <laughs> he doesn't remember anything to do with disgusting chicken feet. Which, you know, raw chicken feet probably not the best smell in the world. And I'm wondering because um Maggie does say, you know, that they aren't uh, refrigerated. Would the would the binding spell have worked had they been? Did that really affect it, or was it was the binding spell just? just and like, it makes me think it. You know, she was one who took out, who made the, you know, made the power wonky at that butcher shop, so that you know, so any of the chicken feet wouldn't work if anybody tried that spell. interesting parallels between Maggie and Dawn and Dean and Sam. And when I say that, I mean a relationship that has to sustain itself 
and be so insular because Maggie and Don, people are going to die around them and they really can't interact too much outside of each other. And Sam and Dean kind of have the same thing where no one else really understands the lifestyle they live, even other hunters. And I found it to be a, a, a really nice parallel and really ironic that they're the ones who talk the Starks down by counseling them in a way and clearly don't see it within themselves. Right. Like Dean said, you know, kudos to Sam for um, coming up with that crap. And Sam, you know, saying it's not crap. And you can tell Sam totally believes it. And, yeah, if they would just talk through it like Maggie and Don did, things would be different. But Dean will not open up. No. Um, Like I said, even other hunters, while they do deal with the supernatural, how many of them, you know, die and go to hell and sell their soul and die and go to hell and sell their soul? It's not common practice even with hunters. No. Yeah, I wouldn't think there's many other people who have actually gone to hell and come back, even, you know, in the hunter world. This is true. You know, Dave died so many times, and Bobby's managed to stay alive as long as he has. And Rufus lived a pretty good long time. Exactly. Oh, we have another caller. Let's bring him on in. Hello, caller, are you there? Hello. Well, if you're there, speak up. We can we can love to talk to you. Hi, is it me? Yes. Hi. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> I just realized what time it was, and I was afraid I'd missed you. No, we've we've still got a while to go. Good. Well, I've missed all the discussion. Feel free to bring it back. <laughs> what what would you like to talk about? Well, we're talking about last night, right? Right. Okay. Well, you know, very confusing point. I'm a pro-Dean person, just pro, pro, pro. He killed Amy. I totally agree with that. That was That's my, you know, thought about the show. But the guys left the Starks alive last night. Now, you know, we've got, you know, Witchy Stark killing every person in the town. Don starts saving him from her, but, you know, he could cause damage, too. Does it make sense that they didn't kill those guys? I agree. So I'm 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 up for continuity. I adore the show, adore the writing. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I love about it, you know, besides the, the boy relationship thing going on. But, uh... I'm just. I wish. I, I wish our writers would uh, really, really dig deep. And uh, and I know we've only got you know what forty two minutes <laughs> to dig deep into. But uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping to see a little bit more depth. But I didn't like that last night. 
The only, you, and, know, you know, um, we mentioned earlier that Sam and Dean have not ever killed a witch on, on the show. Witches have died, but not from Sam and Dean's hands. So that may be a reason why they didn't die. Or it could just be because it was Chris McCarpenter and James Marsters. You know, <laughs> well, you know, that's right. That's exactly a good point. And you and and you know, and that's that's my argument. James Marsters trended on Twitter worldwide last night. Really? Oh, awesome! I, yeah. I so tell me, that. tell me what is up with that? You know, we've got you know the global the global wor- world able to to get him trended, and we you know fight every week trying to get supernatural somehow trended. And uh, he was trending last night, so that's that's a very cool thing. Well, of course, they don't want to kill you know someone off that will be a great um, guest star down the road. And and I I don't like all of our guys getting killed off week after week. Um, someone mentioned last night, and I've been there and and know this. Um, those guest stars are loved, you know, depending on how much they're in the show or not, depending. Empathy we feel for them. You know, we we love the guest stars of Supernatural, and um, so these are two really popular people that um, you know I absolutely see coming back. And again, could they kill them? You know, I, that's a pretty darn good point. Could they even kill them? So, but they didn't try really hard. You know, they kind of got stopped in the tracks. So, uh, Amanda just tweeted that. They tried to kill him, but the spell didn't work. And she says, but, and if they can stun the Leviathans, like like Dawn did there at the end, then she says that she that we should keep them. And that yeah. could be a point. That could be a reason why they didn't kill him. Maybe they're going to use them uh, down the line to help with the Leviathans. Absolutely, absolutely. So that was just kind of my point. You know, negative, not not really negative or positive. You know, just just the thought. Um, you know, and it was funny. It was a fun, lighthearted uh, episode, uh, kind of going back to to the guys chasing, you know, monsters. And those weren't monsters by any – they were lovable, I guess, lovable kind of monsters. But, uh, oh, my gosh, the nail in that guy's face, I just about thought, oh, man, not a good sign. <laughs> But I loved it. I, yeah, but I love I love supernatural. I am so one hundred percent on their side. So you know, for me to for me to pick anything and say you know could this have been done better or, or worse or improved? You know, I'm I'm a uh, I'm just a, I'm a pro supernatural person. So oh, she looks like she it says that she was dropped. So I don't know if her phone went out or whatever. But she 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 was dropped. Sorry, we enjoyed talking with you. Call back if you want to. Um, go. I'm looking at uh, Charisma Carpenter's Twitter, and um, she tweeted a little while ago um, that for the kiss at the end, uh, it, it was a it was a pretty funny kiss. It wasn't exactly sexy. Uh, that they had several different takes, so she's. Kind of went. She didn't even wasn't even sure which one they were going to use to air, but uh, she used a hashtag excellent blooper material. So maybe we'll see some of that on the gag reel. Oh, that would be great. That would be awesome. 
Because, yeah, I did think that kiss was a, was, this was a little awkward. It kind of reminded me of the Wesley Cordelia kiss a little bit, That's you know. From actually <laughs> exactly what Charisma tweeted. Um, she said it's right up there with the great Wesley kiss. She retweeted that from somebody else. <laughs> so, yeah, and I had the same thing going, why is that kiss so awkward? <laughs> You're trying to eat each other's faces. Why? But now, you know, now we know that it was intentional. Okay, Amanda, I will not say that. Amanda tweeted something but said not to say it on the air. So, got your tweet, won't say it. (laughs) Oh, she's funny. Um. And I do wonder at what point did um, Maggie decide she was still going to kill the Winchesters? Had she already put yeah. those put the hex coins before they showed up to the house, or was it after the fact? I do too, because it seemed like Sam and Dean came. You know, when they were coming back into the room, it seemed like it was they had just left from their house. So mm-hmm. I was crazy with that too. Amanda, she's tweeting. Can you see her tweets, Vinny? There's nothing yes. quite why, why she's saying there's nothing to be sorry for. I don't know what she's all she's apologizing for. She's just cracking me up. There's nothing to apologize for. <laughs> You're funny, Amanda. We love you. Said I'm about to to pick her brain about it because that's that's slang that I don't know. I don't I won't, I won't say what she said, but I don't know what that means in American. So <laughs> she, she's gonna have to let me know what that word means in American because I I'm not up on my Aussie slang. Yeah, I I, I don't either, but it's really cute. Whatever it is. Uh, So, yeah, how long do you think there was there between Sam and Dean coming back and the coins there? When do you think? What do you think? I'm thinking that maybe she did it after she figured out who they were. And because they hadn't slept, they weren't actually in the bed, you know, whatever her spell was towards them. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't activate. Because, other, you know, after, after she know that they're hunters, but then it becomes more about, you know, her War of the Roses with Dawn. Right. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Yes. Totally agree with you, Amanda. Yeah, so I'm thinking you're right, that she thinks, once she found out who they were, she put those coins in their beds, and then she was just settled on fighting it out with Donald because she thinks she's got the problem solved with the hunters. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. Oh, okay, I did know that. I just, one of those things that you forget you know. Yes, I agree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So 
that distracted me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a good distraction. <laughs> oh, but yes, going back to that, I do think that that's when she did it. It was more preemptive than retaliatory. I think yeah, I, I, she thinks she's got them out of the way so she can just wor- you know, worry about getting rid of Donald. Which, you know, for them to have been together as long as they have, you know, at least since 1492, um, you would think there have been, I I would guess they probably went through this a lot of times, the same fights. We have at least Christopher Columbus. Right. (laughs) That still cracks me up. He he could maybe fall off the edge of the earth. (laughs) And I did I did find it interesting that, you know, clearly she's had her own indiscretions, um, and Dawn forgave her. So I wonder how many how many people died bloody over that. Yeah, right. That would be interesting to know. Again, I'm going to give out our call number if anybody wants to call in. Again, the number is 347-205-9801. So if you want to call in, give us a call. And before I forget, um, there is a new Supernatural shirt available on one of the limited edition T-shirt sites. Uh, This one is QWERTY.com. That's Q W E R. T-E-E. Uh, they're doing a Winchester and Sons T-shirt, red with the black uh, protection tattoo. Uh, they have offered us a discount code that you all can use when you place your order. Um, and it will just be uh, when you place your order, you'll enter Winchester Bros uh, for a discount on that. And their T-shirts do run for 48 hours. It just started running three hours ago, so you still have one day and 21 hours to uh, get on that. And um, after the podcast, um, we'll get the pictures up on the website and everything so you can see what the pictures look like and post the link with the um, coupon code and everything. And they do that in a traditional T-shirt cut as well as a slim fit uh, girl cut. So you have the option. Once we go off the air and we get all that situated, uh, we'll tweet the information. So, But if you want to go and do it now, it is uh, QWERTY, Q-W-E-R-T-E-E dot com. And that offer code is Winchester Bros, all one word. The coupon code is Winchester Bros? Yeah. Very cool. And... We're getting some business out of the way. We want to go ahead and mention again, um, you know, how happy we are that Jared and Genevieve are having a baby. And um, in lieu of presents, they have asked for fans to donate to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And we have um, 
open up a First Giving page to make it easier for everyone to go donate to St. Jude's. And the link is right there on our webpage. So just go to winchesterbros.com. And over on the right, you'll see a little widget that says St. Jude, Jude Fundraiser. Just click on the little button that says Donate. You can donate, you know, $1, $100, you know, it doesn't matter. Every little bit helps. And so far in a little over a week, Supernatural fans have raised $10,884 for St. Jude. And that is just amazing. And we're going to keep that go- keep this going until the baby's born. So if you want to, um, you know, wish Jared and Genevieve and the new baby, send them your love and a gift. Just donate straight through St. Jude's um, through our website, and all the names at the end of the fundraiser, all the names of everybody that's donated, we're going to put in a card and mail to Jared and Jen. And coming up, we'll have some other auctions going on for um, various yeah, other we've got, we've got various, really various charitable endeavors. So keep an eye we've out. Got some, got some really, really cool items we're going to try and get up on eBay this week. Um, auctions just ended yesterday for um, uh, Little Lily, 10-month-old um, baby girl who um, has brain cancer. She's uh she and her parents are friends of Cliff Costerman's. So we um auctioned off some photos that ended yesterday with the autographed photos that all the hundred percent of the proceeds going to them raised almost eight hundred dollars there. And so we'll have some more auctions to help benefit them and the American Cancer Society and Saint Jude. So we've got some really great auctions coming up. That's it for our updates. Yeah, I think that's all the business we have. Been spending the day watching all the tweets and everything from the convention. It sounds like it's just been a wild and crazy place there. Last the night, karaoke, really karaoke party just sounds like it was just insane. <laughs> <laughs> So it's been pretty cool. And tomorrow, let's see. Uh, Amanda, no, I don't think Jared and Jen have announced which month the babies do. They just have said that she's four months along. So, anyways, so back to the convention. Um, we had yesterday. There was um, well today. There was the panels with uh, Richard and Matt. And then Sebastian, and uh, it was Richard Spate and Matt Cohen. That's our, you know, the trickster and Young John Winchester. And then there was um, Sebastian Roche and Mark Pellegrino, Balthazar and um, Lucifer. And then of course Misha. And then tomorrow there's, of course, Jared and Jensen. And I know Guy B has a panel tomorrow. Who else is up tomorrow? You know, do you remember? I'll pull up the website. Um, actually, off the top of my head, no, I don't remember. Let's see. Oh, yesterday, um, oh, today we also had Amy Gumminick. Love Amy Gumminick. She's the sweetest. She's been on our podcast before, and today was also Corin Nemec. And then um, yesterday was Rick Worthy. 
Um, and Chad Lindbergh. So apparently all that's tomorrow is just Jared and Jensen and Guy B. That should be a should be an easy day for everyone. Oh, Richard Spate's gonna do another one tomorrow. Okay. And there's no musical guest this convention, which I thought is weird. We discussed it before. I wonder why there's no musical guest. Oh, wait, there was last night, Brian Buckley. I'm stupid. I was like, do you want another one? <laughs> Why so stupid? Just knock me in the head. My husband just brought me an Oreo Blizzard, so that's all I'm thinking about is <laughs> Oreo oh, Blizzard. It's not Nashville. You, don't, you only get more than one in Nashville. Right. We had, what, three in Nashville? Yeah, three. Steve Carlson, Bruce and Mans. Yeah, last night was Brian Buckley, and apparently it was awesome. And we love Brian Buckley. So, yeah, just knock me in the head with a hammer. <laughs> Brian Buckley and the Brian Buckley brand, very much uh, always favorite. Um, I'm getting just tweeted, do you know which episodes have ducks in them? I know Cliff mentioned on Twitter that one or two episodes may be coming up with ducks. I'm not sure, you know, what they'll be. Um, I know today um, MTV had that show 10 on Top, which um, was featured on it again today, and they toured the um, Supernatural Studios, and Jim Beaver actually mentioned the ducks, and they showed the two pools of um, Cliff's rubber ducks, but I don't know, you know, specifically any episodes. And judging by... Titles, I would think it could maybe fit it into maybe Adventures in Babysitting, which is episode 11, and maybe episode 14, which is tentatively titled Plucky Penny Whistles Magic Menagerie. Those seem like best mm, yeah. speculation on my point, on my part, just speculation, but I could see it fitting into those, fitting into those two. We will have to see. Let's see. Anything else going on in the supernatural world we need to talk about? I think that's it. The the, the con is pretty much taking over everything else. So, <laughs> uh, we did... From what I read, take a small dip in ratings last night. Um, I was shocked. Yeah, I'm thinking the convention might have a little bit to do with that, um, but we will have to see how DVR numbers uh, factor in later on. Because I thought James and Charisma would bring in, you know, some big numbers. We actually went down a tenth of this night. But we went down, but you have to think about how many we did lose, you know, going by the convention that's individual people who would be DVRing or watching were watching together as one, showing only one Mm -hmm. view in theory. So that might be that So we'll have to see um, how adjusted numbers come out. Uh, But overall, for the network, the, the show's doing really well for the CW. Ratings-wise. 
and our ratings were actually, um, even though Fringe was a repeat, uh, we st our numbers were better than Fringe's numbers, which even though, even though it's a repeat, still Fox Network is a bigger network than CW. So that's pretty good. Oh. Definitely pleased with that so far. I, I am. I can't think of anything else that we need to talk about. Yes, I think we'll be ending early tonight. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and thank you all for all of our callers, even the ones that didn't make it through. Sorry. <laughs> Try um, us next week. I'm very excited about next week's episode as well. Um, for this week's episode, um, slash next week. We will be having a special guest. Um, we will be having Kim Rose, Sheriff Jody Mills. She's going to be on our podcast next week, so you make sure you want to make sure you want to listen to that. Should be a really good one. Mm -hmm. And so, we'll just end the show right here, and we'll talk to y'all next week. All right. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening.